better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. One of the perks of traveling and playing abroad is meeting and playing with people who had a totally different path than you. Today is no different. My current teammate, Abby, we're going to stick with that because I can't pronounce his full name, certainly has one that fascinates us coming from America. He played part of his youth career with Borussia Dortmund and has shared the field at times with a few big names, the likes of Goetze, Royce, Kagawa, Sancho, Schurler, Dembele, Pulisic, Yarmolenko, Aubameyang, just to name a few. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, Abbies, welcome to Footwork. Welcome, 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 everybody. <laughs> so you're doing the welcoming. So, uh, Abby, before we get started with your whole story, um, here at Footwork, we like to say, make your own path. Uh, and it's a crucial part of uh, what we believe in and, and to not do everything or do make, take the path that is most common uh, and, and take the path that is best for you. Now, what does make your own path mean to you? Uh, my story is uh, about a lot of hard working, uh, believing yourself, uh, dedicated and humble. And the most of these things come out of uh, respect and family. You know, I have a mm-hmm. strong family behind me who helps me every time with everything what I uh, do or what I want to do. And uh, yeah, I I made uh, in my in my career until now I had a lot of uh, injuries and uh, at that time it was very hard for me to come back out of the injuries so my family helped me a lot uh, some friends I have a small circle and from that I I come forward 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 and that's the mm. person I am uh, until now love it love it uh, and Currently, you know, you are playing with me at, at Phoenix Lubeck. And what is your ambition right now with football or in life in general? Uh, right now, yeah, I'm at Phoenix Lubeck. And uh, yeah, it's a very nice club uh, for me. But what my uh, focus is uh, in the future is uh, to make a step to the Drittliga or to the uh, uh, second league in Germany. Probably... We are uh, we are do it uh, right now very good with the team. We win, uh, we won the last game, and uh, yeah, I believe on it that we can uh, fix it in uh, in the summer, for awesome. sure. Awesome. Yeah. Good. So uh, let's start off then. Uh, where you're from? Uh, if the listeners don't know that, uh, yeah, where you're from and uh, the your early early childhood football life. Yeah, I'm Abdel Majid Bouali. I'm uh, 24, 24 years old right now. Uh, I'm from uh, December 1996. I came from Amsterdam, uh, the Netherlands. I born and raised there. Uh, I had a very nice time in Amsterdam. I started at DCG Amsterdam. It's an uh, amateur football club. It's like the f- fifth league in Holland, the first team, but I play in the youth. I was playing there until my uh, ninth. After my ninth, I make a step to FC Utrecht. And uh, at that time, Ajax Amsterdam wants me, FC Utrecht wants me, uh, PSV Eindhoven wants me, uh, Almere City, FC Volendam. The, the, the last two clubs are uh, second league clubs, mm-hmm. officially. And uh, yeah, at that time, I was, I was a young, talent, talented player. I did my best and uh, I had very good actions. I was good on the ball and yeah, the scouts of the clubs, uh, they see that and they took me. 
Uh, I played at FC Utrecht four years, from 2007 until 2011. In 2011, uh, there was an, I had a horrible, uh, horrible injury. It was an, uh, a knee injury, a meniscus uh, uh, injury. It was like I was like nine months out. It was a very hard time for me. I was also young because I was 14 years old. And it's not usual that that a young boy from 40 years mm. old uh, uh, have, a, have a meniscus problem. So I don't had that luck, actually. But after that time, yeah, FC Utrecht said to me, you're a very talented player. We, we want to uh, put you in the first team in a couple of years. And you have to believe in yourself. We believe in you. Yeah, and after like seven, eight months, they, they found the other player who came from Ajax Amsterdam. And Ajax Amsterdam is the biggest name in Holland, officially. And yeah, they, they took him. They said to me, yeah, sorry, Abdel, uh, you're not fit. We, uh, we take him, so we have, to, uh, we have to cancel it with each other. And yeah, it was hard for me to hear about it because it, not, it was not about my football quality or something else. They need a player, and in his, in, at that time, they he was fit and he came from Ajax, so he was better in the at that time. Okay, I respect it. I go out of the club, and uh, Almere City was calling me the second league club. I played there for one year, from 2012 uh, until 2013. I played there, and then I make a very nice step to Ado Den Haag, to the highest league in Holland. The under 19th was that the under 19th. Uh, normally, I had to play in the under 18, but they put uh, put me in the under 19 because I did it so well. And, uh, they bought me for uh, for a couple of money for one year investing money. Uh, they said in Holland because every year when you play in a youth uh, club, they investing money in you, and uh, if you go to the other club, they have to pay the the fee. Mm. So they bought me. You know, and uh, it was a nice time in Den Haag because uh, I, I I signed a contract there with the with the youth. So uh, it was very nice. I played my matches. I uh, some clubs knows me, was following me. After one and a half year, I had again a knee injury, and uh, it was very hard for me that injury because it was at the time to make my step in the professional football uh, uh, leagues. And yeah, then it comes really hard. It's, it's, it's different if you, if you uh, uh, got this injury when, you are, when, you, when you're playing in the youth and it's not so important. And at that time, it was very, very important at that age because that age decides what your future is. Mm. Or you're going to play professional or not. And yeah... It, it was very hard. So like what I said, I had my family behind me. I had a small circle of friends. They helped me with with, with that. And uh, yeah, I was out for one year at the time, nearly one year. Uh, so I had to believe in myself that I gonna came back out of that. Okay, uh, out of Adel Den Haag, after one, uh, nearly one year, uh, Roda Kerkrade, uh, highest league called me saying that I uh, that they want to see me in trial I was there for two days and after that two days they said yeah we want to we want you I I moved on to Roda Kerkrade that was in 2016 uh, until 2017 
it was a very very good year for me i played a lot of matches and uh i learned a lot from the coach and also from the players it was like more more from the, that was a step for me from youth football to me, uh, real men football to to uh to adult football so uh in that in that case you have to learn a lot because if you are a youth player and you really want to make it to the to the professionals you have to play also with uh guys who is older who is more uh, physical uh, than you and that for much of the uh, of the guys now what i see in, in amateur football or younger football that uh that they have uh, uh problems with it and for me in the beginning i had problems with that honestly so what i did i made a lot of hours in the gym i trained and invest a lot of in myself and with that it's make the difference to uh to enter the year to make the step to Borussia Dortmund yeah so before before we get to that um yeah yeah a few things here so you had up until this point uh you were 19 at the time or 20 you had two knee yeah. injuries yeah um do you attest these injuries to overtraining, bad luck? Um, you know, like you said, at 14 years old, to have a meniscus problem is very rare. Um, yeah, very rare. Yeah. Do you attest anything to why that happened? Or it, was it just a bad tackle? Uh, yeah, I'm going to explain you. The first, uh, the first injury, like when I was 14 years old, I was, uh, uh, I was very tall. I was too tall, a little bit for my age. I was from uh, 12 years old until 14 years old. I was more than 35 centimeters. I grow up, and that is not okay. normal. Normal in the in the in the list. Right. Mm-hmm. And with that, my my legs was not strong enough. So what happened in the training? I turned and clack. I make a wrong movement. Mm. It's I was gone. Yeah. Damn. And I mean, with the the two injuries, I mean, at such young ages, was there something yeah. that you learned from the first one that helped you deal with the second one a little better? Really, really. I make my uh, legs very strong. Mm-hmm. I train my legs uh, uh, a lot in the in the in the in the gym. Uh, exercises at my house. I still do it. I still mm-hmm. do it during my career. So that's what I learned, and also to uh, to have patience in uh, in a lot of stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The patience is a good one. So a lot of the things that you learned from that first one, you're saying that you still use today on your own and still incorporate after yeah. training or before training. I do it before training mm-hmm. uh, when I train uh, with my with my team. Uh, also, some exercises, stretching is uh, what I do after the training for mm-hmm. myself. So uh, yeah, that's what I do now for that. Amazing. And to take it back even just a little further back into um, growing up in the Netherlands and in Amsterdam specifically, what is that uh, football culture like growing up? I mean, you hear a lot from coming from America about, you know, playing street football, playing futsal, things like this. So what was your experience growing up uh, in a city like Amsterdam and the the culture of football there? I had very luck, honestly, what I'm going to say you right now, that I grew up in Amsterdam because Amsterdam, you have... Everything, all the uh, the in- ingredients to 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 be a professional, because everyone plays football on the street. Everyone until the day of now, 
uh, you you can make friends to play everyday football on the streets. They make uh, they make uh, small pitches on on the streets in Amsterdam, so you can play there. That's the that's the most important thing I think to uh, to have as football player, to have the street in you, because with that, who that makes you until the day of now. You can make friends. Uh, you you fell on the on the on the hard ground. You have bleed. You have to stand up. You have to show yourself because you can't be shy for your friends. And this kind of stuff. This is very nice. It's also everyone playing football. You can learn from everyone. Uh, everyone want to beat you. And yeah, you have to beat each other. Otherwise, you don't be the best. Did you feel more pressure in those games than you do now in in, in games in the Regionalliga? Yeah, Regionalliga <laughs> for me it's like uh, it's like the same. I I see every match like the same. Like it's, it's they want to beat you. You know you have to be the best. Simply, yeah, it's 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 other thing if you be on the street one against one, two against one, or two against two. Uh, it's other that's other case. But yeah, a match is a match. Mm, right. Yeah. And and what about the the jump from youth football to men's football? You said there was a big adjustment. What was the what, what were the, some of the problems you had with that at first? In the, in the beginning, the problems what I had, I was technical very uh, very good, better than than the, the normal like like the normal uh, uh, football players at that time. But the problem what I had, I was not physically enough. So I made my actions. I passed one two players. And the third one uh, kicked me down. That was the that was my biggest problem. So in the end, what I learned is like two, two, three touches in the end, and that helped me. And also in the gym, very, very much in the gym, and so I can win my uh, one against one matches in the height, on the ground. That's what I learned at the time. Mm. And I mean, everyone knows about the the total football that comes with with Ajax. Was it something that was a learning experience for you too, coming from different clubs in Holland, or are some of the cultures and some of the football philosophies kind of the same? Uh, I made my profit actually uh, with all my steps. Uh, mm. What I can say in the end, right now, what I what I uh, uh, see in all these clubs and these cultures, yeah, every club and his culture have his uh, have his mind state. Someone want to play football. Someone to play defensive. Like in that time from Roda Kerkrader, we in 2016 we learned from beginning defensive. If we stand defensive, very good, then we can get a goal. That was the mindset at that mind state at that time. But if you compare it with Ajax Amsterdam the year before, you have like 80, 80, 90% percent. You have the ball. Hmm. So yeah, you you can only attack, 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 and and yeah, and at Rode Kerkra, they don't have so much actually that really the ball, and uh, yeah, from there uh, you can you have to defense, you have to defense, you can make a counter attack. In that we trained the whole year, so that's why we was dangerous and we we beat a lot of like Feyenoord, Rotterdam, we win against them, so it's really nice. And do you yeah. feel that one of these clubs suited you better than the other? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. And which style do you think suits you best? Because uh, I think really now what I learned in all this uh, uh, 
steps in all these clubs. Uh, defensive, you have to be really good. Otherwise, yeah, the 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 opponent will uh, will beat you from behind, from outside, from inside. So you have to be really a team. If you don't be a team, yeah, one or two players who are uh, who are not giving hundred percent, you will get a problem in the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, so you were you were at Roda, and then somehow you made the jump to Dortmund. But there was a bit of uh, from talking to you outside the podcast, there was a bit of a road bump uh, between those two teams. Could you go into yeah. that story a bit? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, that was in 2017, in the summer, because uh, Roda Karakrada uh, wants to offer me a new contract, actually, but not for the first team. I have to show me first uh, in the in the, in the the preparation at uh, the second team. So, yeah, I accept that. I said, okay, I'll come back after the summer break. And yeah, I came back from after the summer break and after two weeks, we played a little tournament uh, nearby the border of Germany and Belgium. I played very well and there was a scout, like a uh, scout manager, someone who calls me uh, after that uh, tournament and said to me, hey, Abdelmajid, uh, can I speak with you? Uh, I have maybe something for you. I said, okay, yeah, what's the option? He said to me, uh, Borussia Dortmund needs a midfielder specifically like you. Tall, uh, quick, left-right-feeded, uh, original left-feeded, who have a good technique. And uh, can you be uh, like, it was Tuesday he called me, can you be ter- Thursday on trial in Do- in, uh, in Switzerland? We have an, uh, They have a an, uh, an preparation uh, uh, week. Yeah, training camp exactly. I said, yeah, really, I want to, I want to see, I want to uh, uh, make it uh, real. He said to me, okay, no problem. So after that, one hour, he called me back. Said to me, uh, this is the uh, guy who you have to go uh, to in Dortmund, and uh, he will uh, explain you and give you everything. So I drive to the training center of Dortmund, and yeah, from that it was beginning the story. We dro- we we drive to uh, to Switzerland. Uh, with the bus, with all the players from the second team. Yeah, I was new. All the other players that was already there. Uh, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they were so nice to me, and, and I learned a lot in the training. And after two days, I did it so well. The training, the the coach was coming to me. Said to me, yeah, we want to offer you a contract. And my manager was calling me and said to me, congratulations, you did it very well. They liked you. And yeah. You're gonna play uh, uh, the first two years there, so yeah, it was really nice. And how much of a shock was that to you when you were at Rota? Did you have ambitions of going abroad? Uh, did you see yeah. that your career was on an upward uh, trajectory, or did you feel like you you at one point were going in the opposite direction as what you thought? Uh, at that time, actually, in Rota Kerkrade, that was really really important for me. Why? Because, uh, yeah, like what I said, you have to make the change. If you want to be a, really a professional, you have to make the, the, the change really quick. Mm-hmm. What was for me the change from Roda Kerkrad to Dortmund? Yeah, before the time I had ambitions to go up. But in that year, I, I promote myself so good in Roda Kerkrad. I learned things what I, what I don't learn in the past. 
like defensive, be strong. Uh, uh, you have to win all the balls. And this kind of stuff makes me a better football player. So I know in the end of the year of Rode Kerkrade that I have it in me that I can make the step. Mm-hmm. And the step came actually from Dortmund. Right. Mm. And what advice would you give younger players who are transitioning into a better level, whether it's mentally or preparation-wise? What kind of advice would you give young footballers making that step? What, what I can really advise, uh, if you are young, play every day on the, on the pitch. If you can't play on the pitch, you have to be friends on the streets. Play on the streets. Don't be on your PlayStation because we, we, yeah, we live now on an, in a system where every, everyone is on it. Have a, have a phone, have a PlayStation. So everything is uh, uh, virtual. So make it real. Like Believe in yourself was the most important most important is because a lot of players what I saw young players yeah they if the coach said to him yeah you're not good enough they believe it but that's mm-hmm. the thing that you don't have you don't need to believe you have to believe hey I can do it I can improve it then you have to show it and the most of these players are very very talented so what I can say about this believe in yourself keep up the hard work because also it's comparing with hard work. And if, if you're hardworking, luck will come. Right. For sure. Yeah. And what, what is your mindset going into trials? You had a trial at Dortmund, a trial at, uh, and a few trials before that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, all my trials, what I had until the day of now, it was successful. It was succeed. Mm-hmm. Why? I was, yeah, my brother was actually. Uh, asking me this question like well one and a half years ago before I was at Phoenix Lübeck I said he said to me what are you how you prepare for this kind of stuff I said to him listen okay this is the thing I believe in myself that I can do it I played at really uh, nice clubs in my past but why I played there not um, that I'm a nice guy (laughs) it's about because I can play really good football that's why they took me. So I say to myself, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. That's my thing. I, I go to a trial. I don't feed, uh, feel uh, like, uh, how can I say, bad energy. Nervous? I don't feel, yeah, I don't feel nervous, actually. I don't feel, yeah, I, I do my thing. If it's, if it's a succeed, I'm very happy. If it's not succeed, it was, it was my destination to, to not succeed at that club. Simply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now w- walk us through your experience at Dortmund, um, because this is, this is now a massive club. Uh, not yeah. that Ajax wasn't massive, but this is now, you know, a, a very top team at the time. Uh, at the time in, in the first team, uh, I mean, you had a list of players, Goza, Royce, Kagawa, Sancho, Schurle, Dembele, Pulisic, Yamalenko, Aubameyang. I mean, yeah. top world-class players. How was it adjusting uh, from Rota to, to Dortmund? It was like a movie. It was like a movie. You're living in a real movie. You come with them. You tra- I trained with them uh, three times. And I played with them in a friendly match. And you are from Rota Kerkrad, you are between them in the, in the, ch- in the changing room. It was, yeah, it was unbelievable. It was like if you be on, on them on the pitch, 
every time when they have the ball, they know what are the, the what are they what they're gonna do. With everything, they help you, they coach you. It was like it was a big, big, big difference between the second team and the first team. With yeah. with uh, with all those big name players, who did you find that helped you the most, or who did you learn from the most? Uh, Aubameyang, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. And what did you take from him, or what did he what did he teach you? He teach me. Uh, actually, I meet him in a uh, restaurant, and uh, yeah, he yeah he screamed my name. Hey, happy, happy, happy! Come, come, come! I didn't saw him actually in the beginning, and yeah, I was wow. Aubameyang was screaming to me that I have to come to him. Okay, okay. So I was eating with him and chilling with him, and yeah, he was telling me, yeah, what are what is your what is your uh, uh, my, uh, yeah, your focus on football, you know? Yeah, I really want to uh, make a step to the first team and I learn from you to and, and the other p- big players. He said to me, listen, you can play very good football, believe in yourself. Uh, also listen, listen every time to your uh, family because they want the best for you. And yeah, and... Yeah, it's just like if somebody like our young tell, tells you that they give you so much energy. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. And how was uh, how was young Christian Pulisic for all our American listeners out there? Sure, the be. I never, I never saw a player really quick like like that. <laughs> wow, that is, the, I think, the fastest player what I saw in my career. Amazing. Yeah, I can imagine. So, I mean, training with them, um, but you were playing more with the uh, with the second team. So, how was that experience playing with Dortmund's second team and in the league, and then you know hoping that you can make that jump to the first team? It was uh, very nice because uh, you trained also a lot of times with the with the first team, uh, you know, uh, together. And, and 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 yeah, they, they you talk with them, they help you. The coach is uh, is speaking every time, every week with you. So you have every week like a conversation with the coach. They planned in. You train like two times in a day, so you're the whole day with the boys and with uh, with the coaches and with everyone. So to, yeah, after one month, it, you will get a feeling like a family thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're working, you have a plan, and you're working to to somewhere. And I think this is in football really, really important. Uh, what I don't uh, see in in some leagues or some clubs, what 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 they can learn from that? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And how was the adjustment period uh, from Rota to Dortmund? Uh, what did you feel that your game was lacking uh, when you first went there? And maybe after playing with them uh, before your injury, we'll get to that. What did you improve yeah. uh, drastically with? Uh, two touches. Most important is uh, is the the playing style. I play. I trained. I I changed my playing style because yeah, ro- like what I said, Roder Kerkrade is a more defensive uh, team. You know, it's a more defensive club. And Dortmund, who they they have 95 percent the ball in the team. So like two touches and fast moving, quick move, uh, quick thinking. Before you get the ball, you have to know already what you're gonna do. Really. Because the spaces are so small, which you which you get from the opponents in Germany, also like now in Phoenix, you don't get so much the space to to make an action, and so you have to play easy, fast, and you have to be smart in front of the goal. Yeah. Really, really smart. Mm-hmm. 
And then how, how were you in that seasons with, uh, with, with Dortmund's second team? Were you successful? Did you find you were, you know, achieving things that you didn't think you would or? For sure. For sure. Actually, uh, I was really important with my, uh, actions. I gave assists. Uh, I was also important with, uh, with, uh, with my uh, technical stuff actually, because my, the coach was telling me at that year, this is a year for you, Abdul Majid, that you have to focus on the one against one actions from left uh, outside, right outside, and also on number 10. And your shoot is unbelievable good, so you have to shoot from everywhere. So we can, we can properate, uh, we can, uh, we can uh, fix a goal like a team. And yeah, we, 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 uh, we learned a lot in that case, actually. Also defensive, we trained like in the morning, like only defensive, defensive things. And with uh, in the gym to to get stronger, and in the in the afternoon we focused on scoring a goal, and this was the plan for a whole week. Some day, uh, some days we played matches four against four, five against five. Uh, we did we did also like uh, 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 how can I say uh, in the gym like like karate kick. You know what I mean? Okay. Like like, like martial like, arts. Yeah. Martial arts, canal, canal. Like martial arts, uh, we learned about it. Okay. We have to what know did you learn? How we have to... Yeah, what we, what the most important thing to learn from martial arts in the beginning, I was learning like, what? Oh, yeah, martial arts. I never had this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we learned how we um, have to uh, uh, feel on the, on the ground when we get a kick or something, or how we can uh, proper appropriate and uh, and and uh, free kick. We learned a lot of this stuff. We, we, you learn the things which you, I think, usually don't learn in a football club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really breaking it down to, to the small things. It's funny, actually, because when I was younger, uh, my father taught me how to fall. And it's really important because if you can fall correctly, you'll get injured less. Because a lot For of people sure. get injured because they fall incorrectly and then they wind up hurting themselves. So what For are the sure. things? How do you fall correctly? Well, for example, just like a like a front roll or a back roll, depending on how okay, you fall, yeah. you could. It's you a could, side roll. Yeah, there's a, it's there's, a side roll. <laughs> there's yeah. significantly less impact on you than someone just like falling like a sack of potatoes. I mean, you see it all okay. the time, especially in kids. You could see kids who know how to fall and the kids who don't. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. as you get it older, is- it's more and more dangerous. It's more dangerous because if you uh, you you can get uh, injured quicker. Uh, the most important thing what I learned from martial arts is the way how you uh, if you are one against one, for example, and you pass out your opponent. The second opponent is like two two three meters. He's there already. What mm-hmm. what we learned in Germany. So you have to you have to uh, make your action really quick. The most of the actions, they they kick you, but they kick mm-hmm. you very smart with the ball. They kick you and the ball, mm-hmm. so there's no free kick. And most of these cases, you will fi- you will fail on the ground. But we we have to fail on the ground like with our hands in front of the ground and our feet. It's like yeah, how can I say? It's really, it's really, really rare to to explain. Yeah, to explain. You have to see it in with your eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But nonetheless, that is that is super interesting. I I didn't think that. 
Well, sure. I guess I agree. Mean, at such a club, they're they're really breaking it down to every possible thing that can help you win and succeed with such a huge club like this. Yeah, we also what I learned really, Sean, is uh, the details, the details are are uh, are the biggest uh, the makes the bigger biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Mm, so the the small details make the biggest difference. Small details makes the difference. Mm. Not about because on that level everyone can play good football, everyone. Mm. But the small details makes the difference. Right. Any other small details that you can remember that you know really stuck with you going forward? For example, the small detail is like karate kick, like uh, like what we 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 playing, what what, what like what I uh, talking right now. Mm-hmm. Also, the other detail is uh, how you how you uh, can uh, like the mind of the opponent, how you can put out of the focus of them. Okay. If you have ninety percent the ball, the opponent will get tired. Only because we play two touches or one touch. I remembered one match we played against Fortuna Cologne with Dortmund. At that time, there was at Regional Liga West. They they made I think they play now Dritte Liga, the third league in Germany here. Um, we win against them only because we. Uh, we had the ball possession like 90% because they get so tired in the second half. They, they, they can't move anymore the last 20 minutes. And we make four goals. Mm. Wow. So Only there's that like, patience, yeah. The patient, the patient, the patient. And we can make a goal, but we don't score a goal. We can mm. make a goal in the first half, but we don't, we, do, we don't score a goal. Because we wait until the moment they, they break they fell down as mm. team, not mm. as individual, but as team. Mm-hmm. And then you pounce, yeah? It makes perfect yeah, we sense. Pounce. One, two, three, four goals, really quick. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> All right, and then uh, so you played a full season with, with Dortmund 2 in, in the Regional Liga? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And, then, and then what happened after that? Uh, after that, uh, I had the knee injury. It was like uh, coming out of nothing, this injury. It comes uh, in the summer, I remember at the time. Because it was, I, I began, well, I had pain on my, uh, uh, my Ubershenken, you know, in my, uh, my muscle, in my upper muscle, mm-hmm. in my leg. It was, not, uh, it was not in my knee, actually, directly that problem. It comes out of a an, an, an muscle problem. So I said, okay. A muscle, maybe one, one, two weeks. I'm out. After relax, the the physio of Dortmund said there's nothing, nothing wrong with you. It's only you have to put ice on it. We're gonna make stretching, stretching with you. We got you have to uh, cycle in the in the water. So uh, I make a lot of uh, uh, pool sessions at that time to recover. Uh, yeah, from the pool sessions, the the pain was going down. I'm honest. But after two weeks, uh, after two, three weeks, because we took one more week at that time to, 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 to let it rest really good. So it don't came back, this injury. Uh, it was not going away. So it was still there. Then I was thinking, hmm, okay, maybe there is more wrong. And the, my pain was going more down to my knee. 
at that time he said, okay, we're going to make a really quick an MRI scan for you. Scan for my knee, is that? They made it for me. They made a scan. Uh, yeah, and they, they found uh, they found a uh, small meniscus problem. Wow, okay. So the, yeah. yeah. So in the, the pain was in your thigh, but really it was a meniscus the whole time. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Was this the same meniscus that you had injured early on in your career when you were young? No. Different knee. This was my left knee. This this was my right knee. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And then so so what happens then? So they see this meniscus problem and then what do they do? Yeah, what they do, uh, they plan directly for me an operation date. Uh so I made I have to make an operation. I mean the operation less than four, three days later. Normally you have to wait like one, two months, but they fix me really quick an operation. Yeah, I made my operation I, and I don't uh, 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 come out good of that, actually. After one, two, three operations, until, uh, until that time, uh, it, was, uh, it was horrible for me. It was really horrible because every, every time when you finish an operation, you look out to go on the pitch, to go on the first, first of all, to go on the gym, to make my legs strong, to uh, to be on the pitch, to to train with my physio outside. You have to really look. I really looking for that, but it was not. Uh, it was not for me. So at this point in your career, I mean, you've kind of you've been to the highest point that you've been so far, and then you get this third injury. Was this the most difficult one to deal with mentally? It was, this was the hard one of all of the injuries that I, that I had in my career. Because it's, it's like what I said, it was coming in a time that was really important for me to as make it as professional. And it, yeah, then you, you get this because it's not, it's not that I'm not good enough at that time or something. No. It just only focus on this injury. This injury was for me so hard. Also for me, mentally, mentally, it was the hardest way to to survive this. That's what I said in the beginning of the podcast, uh, that I had a small circle and my family behind me, who and a, a brother, a brother who was from the beginning until now with me, only speaking, you know, forget these things and focus on the nice things in life, not only about football. And this really helped me. So what were some of the things that you did um, that maybe helped you during this this third injury? Uh, I made uh, what I can say. I was going on vacations because all the years I can't go to vacation because we don't have time with mm. football. Only maximum one week free or six days. In Dortmund, we have like one and a half week summer break at that time. One half week, yeah, I didn't saw my family in Amsterdam uh, for a whole year. So one and a half week is like nothing. And if you want to go outside to, I say something, Qatar or Dubai, yeah, you need more time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it was a nice little mental break, almost to kind of take these vacations and take a take a break from the from football in the game. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and how did you bounce back from this? So how long did it take you to to rehab your knee until it was back to one hundred percent? And then uh, one what and was the plan? Year. 
Okay. One of the year, I made a lot of hours in the gym, a lot of hours. Also, with the problem what I had at the time, I was a little bit too fat. <laughs> I was uh, six kilos too too heavy, mm-hmm. too much weight. Uh, so I have to lose the weight because if you have less weight, there is less pressure on your knee. Mm-hmm. But that was the first focus. A lot of cardio sessions, hit hit sessions. And I lost a lot of weight. That was the beginning for me. After that, I uh, I investing uh, time on the pitch to get my touching back. My condition was like four months, four months condition training in the in the tra- at Dortmund. So yeah, in the end, yeah, I I, I was fit until now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then you you didn't renew the contract at Dortmund. Your two years ended. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, what was the plan from there? Where was your mind at? My mind, mind was there actually at that time. I really didn't care anymore about contracts and this kind of stuff. For me, it was important at that time that I was pain free when I was going on the pitch, pain free. Because there was also a time, what I don't uh, uh, was telling you in the beginning, there was two two months that I came back on the pitch, I had pain. I came back on the pitch, I had pain. So this, was, this two months was really hard for me. Actually, this is the test. This was for me the test to that I'm allowed to play football or I can't play football anymore mm-hmm. on the highest level with my knee. And it was every time I had pain, I had pain, I had pain. So how did I survive this uh, uh, time? I was uh, going to a doctor and this doctor was uh, uh, giving me some injections for what is oil for the knee. And this oil for my knee uh, helps me to make the meniscus more like a glad. Like, if you understand okay. me. Yes. More, uh, more smooth, more like if you put oil, a good oil in the car. Mm-hmm. It will it will be uh, better for the car. And this kind, mm-hmm. this this little things helped me. I was going to a chiropractor, an American actually, American guy who helps me. <laughs> yeah, he he fixed me all my problems in my body, my back problems, my hip problems, my uh, feet problems, and this and this made also like what I said the small details that I don't have pain anymore after the time. Yeah. Anytime during these these injuries, specifically the last one, did you ever feel like this could be the the end of my football career? Did you ever have those thoughts? And then how did you how did you battle with those? I had these thoughts two times at the time at this time. Uh, how I survived this? I go back for the begin at the beginning. I my brother was talking talking with me. He said to me, "Listen, Abdulajid, you all this time you battle back, you win, you win it. Why you can't win it right now? Because mm. this is a a mental thing, and mental. I think mental is more difficult to play physical football, to play football. Mm-hmm. Mental thing. You have to train. Really, what I also what I can say to the young young boys also." from the further questions uh, listen to your body listen to your body listen also to your parents 
But the most important thing what I learned also from Aubameyang, and make these things these things clear for yourself. Make all these small things clear for yourself because these small things, small t- details, will make a big big difference in the end. Mm. Yeah. And and how did you how did you stay motivated? How did I stay motivated that I'm still young? That is, it's 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 is not worse to stop to stop young. Mm-hmm. If you may, if you all this, all this uh, uh, horrible things you saw at a young age, why you want to stop at a young age? So you you did all these things for nothing. It's not worth. Right, right. Good. And and how do you feel now? How does the knee feel currently? I feel very good. I don't feel pain anymore. Actually, I'm very happy uh, that I can play. For me, is that important? Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm at a nice club right now in Lübeck in Germany. I'm back at the same level what I played in Dortmund, only in the north north side of Germany. And yeah, I've uh, nice teammates who helps me. Uh, yeah, I can talk with everyone, and uh, I learned a lot. From also from at this at this level from other guys, and I think yeah that I really need matches to get fit now, and uh, yeah I'm at that for in that case I'm really I'm I'm really happy yeah amazing so yeah it seems your focus now is just on playing we know your ambition is to get into the second and the third league and you know we're yeah. we hope that happens we're rooting for you we think it will. And well, sure. what is you. life? What is life after football or life outside of football look like for you? Where is your your passions and your hobbies? And what does it look like after that day that you might, you know, stop playing? Yeah, that's a really good question because uh, I asking me these questions when I was injured mm. during the time when I was injured. Like, hey, okay, what if this is the end for me? What what I gonna do? Because I played my whole life football. I stopped at the young age uh, school. I finished. I have my. Uh, I have my. Uh, uh, I was graduated mm-hmm. at a young age. So yeah, what do you want to do then? That was a question what I asked uh, myself. I really like sports, so I I was telling to myself, okay, I want to still to be in sports. So what kind of case? I can be a personal trainer. Okay, if you. You have to be fit because you have to show things to your to your clients how you have to make an action and this kind of stuff. But I was not used to it because I was injured. Okay, uh, what I really liked was like a manager, uh, like a, be a manager for for young talents mm-hmm. to bring them to because I have the connections with clubs to bring them to uh, to professional clubs. If I see a good talent that I investing time in him. Uh, that I make him better to bring him to a better club. This is what I really like to do, and also what I made uh, with my brother was an investment in an, uh, in a sauna. So yeah, this is my also my business thing. What I do right now behind football, and these things go goes further. Also, when I stop playing football, that I I'm gonna make investments and and this kind of uh, uh, business things. Yeah, mm, amazing. But you yeah. can plug that uh, sauna. What is the name of it? Where yes. can people find it? Where Where do we go? Sauna is in Amsterdam, Spa Papillon. 
Spa Papillon. We'll, we'll put Papillon. a link in the description. It's very explain Love what it. it is for the listeners because it's a very fascinating uh, idea. It's a very uh, specifically name, actually. Papillon is a French name uh, of a bee. Okay. It's a, no, no, not not like a bee, a, a flinder. How can I say it in English? I forget the word. Uh, Let's see if I can find it quick. Is flinder, uh, is that the, the German or the, the Dutch term? The Dutch term, but also a little bit... Uh, I don't say how, how... I don't know how they say it in German, actually. But it's like a... Beast. Butterfly, a butterfly. A, a butterfly, a butterfly. Ah, okay. A butterfly, it's a French name of a butterfly. And we plant this butterfly everywhere in the sauna. So you don't forget the emblem, the, 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 the atmosphere. The atmosphere is blue. The atmosphere is uh, is uh, purple. It's a very nice. We have a we have a swimming pool. We have a relaxing uh, uh, jacuzzi. We have a sauna. We have a special cabin for your body to uh, to make to make it hot. And we have also a cold bed. Bath. Um, we have an, uh, a space uh, like what can I say four or five meters that you can be on the couch and watching a uh, big TV with some snack. Yeah, that you completely Amazing. forget uh, forget the outside of the world. <laughs> yeah, right. and leave leave the phones at the door, right? Leave the phones at the door and focus <laughs> on yourself. Yeah, I love that. Awesome, yeah. I love that. So another thing that I was interested in is, um, you know, you said you got some really good advice from from Aubameyang and and from other teammates at Dortmund and other places that you've been. So for yes. you, I'm sure that you learned a lot about being a good teammate. So what are some things, what are some essentials that you think uh, are needed to be a good teammate? Uh, respect everybody, first of all. Respect everybody because uh, if you don't give respect, you, can, uh, you can't you re- can receive respect from, from somebody else. Accept everyone. Accept also uh, 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 the reaction of everyone. So, like what I learned in in my career during my career, is to uh, to accept. Also, when you are not uh, uh, agree with it, you have mm. to accept uh, from the coaches, from your teammates. Sometimes you have a conversation with your teammate because he say, "Yeah, defend left," but you go right because your in your opinion is better to defend right. Because you want to push him to the left side, mm. someone want someone behind you see see it better from from for, uh, than than you are than if you are before it, you know, in front of. So yeah, in this in this case, you have to accept uh, for each uh, for each other. You have to learn from each other. You have to be open. But the most important is you have to be open to learn mm. because you are never too old. Or never uh, too 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 uh, too clever to learn because you can learn at a young age, at an older age, every time. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and then we'll finish up with this. Uh, your advice to your younger self. Advice to my younger self. Um, yeah, good question. <laughs> uh, I think. Sometimes, when I was young, patient. I don't have patience in some cases. And if I go uh, uh, on that case uh, in details, in details, um, 
my injuries. My injuries, I I was like two months. Normally, if you know that is, uh, injury takes you eight, nine months, after three months, you are you are getting shaky because ah, you don't play for three months and then you have to be say to yourself, patient, patient, patient. And this is what I, for myself, that I maybe, that I was a uh, 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 little bit too too quick in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great advice. All yeah. right, Abby. Well, uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. Super fascinating. <laughs> it's only the, uh, it's still the beginning of the story. There's many, many it's years still the left. Beginning. I'm sure there's a part, there's a part two, definitely. There's a part two for sure. For sure. Thank you very much guys for your time, for your podcast. It was really, uh, I'm really uh, happy to, to join it. And uh, yeah, I hope to, uh, to speak to you soon for chapter two. eh? Yeah, there you (laughs) go. Chapter two. For sure. Thank you. Sure. Sure. Thank you, you, Sean. You know what I find so impressive when we do these, these podcasts is that people could do, a podcast in English and English isn't their first language. I know this was, this is one of the thoughts I had too. And one of the things that I love about that is like, not that it like, I just feel like when you, when it's your second language, you speak a little simpler and that's not, I mean, his English was very good. Everything. I mean, it's so impressive, but that I feel like you find some gems in that. Right. Like they say things that are, are simple and yet so profound. Like, I mean, when he was talking about how does he keep going after three in, in knee injuries, one coming when he seems like he's just going to reach, you know, into the professional, he's at Dortmund two, which is maybe one of the best academies in the world, along with Ajax, you know, crazy, crazy history. And his brother says, you know, you've done it twice. Why can't you do it a third time? Right. You know, you've won two battles. Why can't you win a third? And like, for me, that was one of the quotes that stood out the most. And just how he delivered it was, for me, it was like being in an injury right now. It was like, oh, man, cake, right. you know, another battle to win. Right. Yeah. The reason it, the reason it seems so difficult is because you're thinking about the past. You know how long it's going to take. But if you just mm-hmm. focus on the current moment, it's mm-hmm. just it's the same thing. You've already done this. You can look at it two ways. You can look at it as, oh, man, I have nine months of this. I know how mm-hmm. much work that is and how hard it is. Or... Oh, I've already done this twice. Like yeah. I know how to do this. Like yeah. I, this next nine months, I'm gonna I'm gonna crush and come back even exactly. better than, than before. Exactly. And yeah. And like and I mean, you said, still, like still elaborating out. it in a in a way, then yeah, just in a, in a different way, it, it it hit it hits home for sure. And one of the things I think that is very important, one of his main themes was that importance of you know having a a strong inner circle, a strong support base. Because, you know, we preach independence and doing things and, you know, we went out on our own. But for us, especially, it wouldn't have been possible without having that strong support system. That's those people that you can go to when you get injured or when something doesn't work out, like how it didn't work out at Ajax for him. And just still having those people you can rely on to to know what, you know, is best for you at heart, know what you want to do. Of course, he wants to be a professional footballer. His brother wasn't, you know, going to let him not think about that for for, for any minute. And it's the same with us. It's the same with anyone who's kind of doing this and pursuing something, especially abroad and a foreign country and, you know, and doing things that are so difficult, having those people you can rely on when times get tough, who know what you want to do and will push you and not let you give up. And, you know, he has that. And I encourage everyone to have that too. Yeah, absolutely. 
And also, and also the point about uh, just the, the culture in Amsterdam uh, with street football. And I mean, you could see it in his game too. He's so good on the ball, technically. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good, really, really good. And he's almost better in tight spaces, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. I mean, that comes straight from the cages. It's, you know, small 2v2, 3v3. And in America, unfortunately, we lack that. And, and it's really difficult to teach that otherwise because it's not, yeah. you can't train with a team for, you know, an hour twice a week and develop that. That's, mm-hmm. that's hours and hours and hours every single day as a kid. Mm-hmm. You come from a, without a coach. You just do something and it works or you do something it doesn't work. Okay, well, you have to do some, you have to try a different way. And you could see players on both of our teams. You could see the ones that spent the hours in those cages because mm-hmm. in tight spaces, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and it's something you really don't find. I mean, maybe in Asia and maybe in South America, I'm sure um, there's different versions of it, but sure. uh, it's one of the coolest things in, in Europe is that cage environment and how he talked about the culture of it and how much you learn there, not even just from a, from a physical and skill standpoint, but from a mental standpoint. Right. You know, you fall, you scrape your knee on these hard floors. You know, you just learn that. I'm sure you learn that the excuses aren't going to cut it. It's the result. Yeah. And it's right. doing everything with your team. And, you know, I think he had a quote where it was like, you can't be shy. You have, to, you, you know, there's not showing weakness on the field. Right. And these are the things, you know, that you can really take on into, into your later life, into the men's teams and stuff. And yeah, it was amazing. I'm so glad he was able to come on. I, like I said, you know, and he said, and you said part two will definitely come at a later date. And, you know, he's only what, 24 or 25. Yeah, so 24. Many, many, many years, you know, hopefully he keeps fit. And I'm sure with everything he's learned and the mentally strong, you know, the, the, the strength that he, you kind of got from all of these setbacks, I'm sure just gives him the drive to keep trying into those later years when some people, you know, may hang up the boots. So best of luck to him. Um, you'll be seeing him later in training. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was amazing. I'm so glad we got that. Yeah. And how about, how about that martial arts at Dortmund? Dude, you never I mean, know what you're going to learn at these I places. Do un- I do understand that, but it's just, mm-hmm. you know, of course they're going to do that. Like, they're going to break it down to every detail to win the game. I mean. Like he said, every at that level, everyone is good at football. Right. Everyone is good. Everyone can play. It's those little details that make all the difference. I mean, you see it at every single level. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. Another another great story. Another great guest. Um. Yeah, and stay tuned for more. Big things. Stay tuned soon. for more. This is this might be the last little teaser we give. People this in our inner circle know about it, uh, but it'll be coming to you guys live shortly, soon. Keep plugging. Keep passing. Thank you guys for all the support. Um, go back, listen to all our, our past episodes. Please like, subscribe on YouTube. Please write a review on Apple Podcasts. Anything, all this stuff helps, guys. Um, it was cool to see some of us in your Spotify top five uh, podcast of the year. Um, yeah. And, you know, big things coming for this end of the year and big things coming for next year. So That's anything else true. to add? That's it, brother. So until next time, keep moving forward, keep learning and make your own path. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves. Also, Kung Fitness and Merchant Designs, baby. Follow us on Instagram at Footwork underscore podcast twitter is at footwork podcast youtube and facebook just check out footwork podcast search it email us if you need anything any questions at footwork podcast at gmail.com 
And remember, plug, plug, pass. Tell your parents, Amazon delivery guy, mailman, I don't know who, just tell them. Like, subscribe, review, all of it helps. Danke.